Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. And a very pleasant good Monday morning, everyone. Welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWBY. Terry Slavens with you, joined as always by Angela Kennedy Robinson. Good morning, Angela. Good Monday morning. And uh, we're going to be talking about family businesses today and how you transition those successfully. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> yeah, Terry took a big gulp there. So, you know, we, we all have these family businesses, small businesses, and um, there's these soft issues that we deal with. Right. And, uh, you know, they're the elephants in the room that nobody talks about. Well, we're going to talk about those today. But we're not going to talk about them in the sense that you think we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about them in the sense of how to get you some resolve. Okay. Okay. So let's start by uh, telling you a little story about a successful business owner that he sat down with his new son-in-law that, um, you know, to discuss his, his role in this family business. And he said, I love my daughter so much. And to show that expression, I'm just going to go ahead and make you 50% partner in this business. Or I've made you 50% partner in this business. And all you have to do is I want you to go to the factory every day, learn how everything works, and just figure out how the, how the company runs. And the son-in-law said, well, man, that's really kind of you, but I can't stand the noise. I hate factories. And so business owner sat there and he thought for a second and he said, okay, I see. Well, what about the office? You can come be in the office, learn from the ground up, you know, work in here. He says, well, that's really, really kind of you too, but I hate office work as well. So really puzzled, the father-in-law is just sitting there kind of him hawing, okay, what should I do about this? What have I done? And uh, after a little bit, he says, well, I just made you half owner in my business. What do you propose? And he said, easy, just buy me out. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, well, even though that's very comical, it's probably not too far from the truth in some family businesses. You know, you end up with uh, maybe family members that should never be in the business in the first place, should never have ownership in the business in the first place, or maybe they should, and that's how you want things, but you still have to deal with the soft issues between those that that work hard in the business and those that aren't, right? Right. And, uh, you know, and I, I bring this back. I'm, I'm actually going to tell you a true story now. Um, I'm going to walk oh, yeah, you through. Like yeah, <laughs> like we're going to believe me. Yeah, but the reality is, is, is most of us, you know, in family businesses, I'm in one, right, face some of these soft issues. And, you know, what's interesting to me is when people come to us and they talk about transition, they talk about logistics. That's what they're concerned with. Who's going to be in control? How's the ownership going to look? How do we structure this? How do we minimize taxes during the transition? That's what they're consumed with. But nobody ever pulls a trigger on those items. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. In fact, we've had some business owners that we've circled and circled and circled this with them for years, decade, a decade plus. Still no action. Why is that? 
because they're afraid to tackle it. Yeah, they're afraid I mean, to tackle it because there's some other issues in there that they need to address. They just aren't bringing them up to the table. So I want to talk to you about a family we got to work with last year. And I was so proud of this family. I know this family very well. Uh, get to spend some time with them, quality time with them outside of their business. And, and they really are family. I mean, they just, you know, help each other, raise each other's kids and, you know, family dinners and get togethers. And it's just a, it's a beautiful, beautiful family. And they asked for us to come in. We work with a, a couple of the family members individually, and they asked us to come in on the business level and help them mediate some things. We said, well, oh, okay, we'll be happy to do that. So we get in there. Now, I'm going to kind of frame this for you. Dad and mom, they're in their late 70s. The kids are in their late 40s, and they've got their own kids that they're raising. And everything that had been done to this point was what we call the good old boy way, you know, off the cuff and a verbal handshake. Sure. Okay, so that's the business structure that we're sitting in, family structure that we're sitting in. Uh, Dad is in his late 70s, still taking income from the business, even though he's no longer working in the business. Uh, Two of the brothers work together in the business, and they're trying to take that business to the next level and do some things. And this is why the rubber met the road, is there's no money. They need money. They need cash flow. They're stripped for cash to be able to take that business to the next level. Well, with Dad taking an income out of the business, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? So... They can't just sit there and have that conversation, you know, because that's a soft issue, believe it or not. You think, well, that in any other business, you wouldn't structure it like that. No. No, you wouldn't. This is a family business. This is a family business. Things are done differently in a family business, right? Hmm. Question mark. So here they are trying to take the business to the next level, hurting for cash flow. And then there's a third brother, okay, that's not anything to do with the business at all, but he is actively involved in the little family ranch that they've got going on, okay? So there's money going to fund that ranch. Anybody that knows there's a rancher and farmer and they have a business as their other business they know that business funds the ranch and farm business because you can't make money as a hobby rancher farmer right it's just impossible so needless to say emotions had been stewing for years i mean you can only imagine verbal handshakes for close to 30 years and what this looks like right so we're sitting in that meeting and you know that old saying about there's a wreck and i'm in it Okay, th- this is the feeling that, that I have at this moment. In slow motion. Right? And it was, yes, it was very, very ringing, very true. But the truth is, I bring up this story and tell you about this because this wasn't the first time that we were in this position. The story is almost always the same. Now, the details are different, but the story's almost always the same. The verbal handshakes, the just go with the flow the this if i get this done then i can do this or we can do this with the business and you know those things don't work in the way of a business it also isn't going to be last time that we encounter it unfortunately so when we see that repetitively you know my question is if you're talking about how do you transition your business successfully especially when it's a family business is it really about the logistics or is it a problem of what we call value? When we come back on Life Planning 101, you're not going to want to miss family business. How do you transition it successfully? 
Segment two, Life Planning 101. We're talking family businesses. Yes, Angela? the family business. And uh, how do you transition it successfully? And if you think this show is about logistics, taxes, um, you know, who's the owner, who's in feelings. control, whatever. Right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you really think about it, what is there to transfer if you don't get everybody's feelings out on the table and create an atmosphere of trust and honesty? What is there to transfer? Nothing. There's nothing to transfer. Nothing. So why do we get that wrong? You know, what is it about a family business that makes it so different from any other business that's out there? Why is it shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations in most family businesses? I mean, think of any family business you've known in your history. How many generations has it made? One, maybe two. two. Yeah. Then it falls apart, then right? It falls or apart. it's or it's sold. Yeah. You know, there there's usually never a third generation. Well, why is that? Well, it starts with value. It starts with value. And what I want you to think about is this. I want you to think about the last time that you valued your family business. When was the last time you valued it? Hmm. Probably been a long time. Or if ever, right? Yeah. Okay. When Maybe was the last time? <laughs> yeah, you're, exactly. When was the last time you put a value on uh, the family members that are part of the business? Long time. Yeah, or if ever. If ever. You know, a lot of times it's a deal between family members. I know when I came into this business, my dad, he was so good. He said, Angela, I can't really afford to pay you anything above minimum wage, so you're going to have to earn your own paycheck. That was great. That was great because I got to earn my value in the business, and he taught me that from the ground up. Not everybody's like me coming into that business, right? Not everybody has that same MO and drive. Maybe they want to create value in a different way, you know, instead of just bringing in new business and doing on the, you know, marketing and relationship side, right? So if that's not the case, how do you value that family member? And everybody thinks that gets so gray, but I don't think it gets gray. What would you pay someone to do the job that that family member's doing? It's that simple. Black and white. It, that is black and white, right? And are they bringing value to the table? Yet we don't want to ask that question. Why don't we want to ask that question? Most of the time, we're either underpaying or overpaying that family member. It's never usually right on right. target, okay? So, but it, this is point. And these may be like, oh, to the gut. Man, I don't like this show. I don't like the questions she's asking, right? Why? don't you like these questions because you don't want to see the truth that's right and we have to because if you really 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 want your family business to survive if that is the legacy you want to leave behind how do you want to leave it something to fall apart no no you don't so address the dang issues it's that simple and it may not be that you can do it you know i mentioned to you in the break terry we ourselves at kennedy financial services have brought in an outside firm to help us as a family business and to you know help us mediate these soft issues that we have behind the scenes i don't think there's ever a family business out there that doesn't have those and, and soft issues is almost a misnomer because they're almost hard issues yeah because they really are, are scared of them that's right i mean I'd rather look away than to address it. Exactly. Exactly. So maybe it takes... I don't want to hurt Angela's feelings. Exactly. But you have to. A business is a business. Until you start treating a, a family business like any other business, there's going to be major pitfalls. Major pitfalls. So you have to do that. So I'm going to give a shout out, too, to the company we're using, Regeneration. They're fabulous. They're out of Plano, Texas. Um, they're just wonderful in coming in and helping us you know, address business as business. And that's what needs to happen, I think, within any family business. It's critical that you do that. And, and you know, we mentioned in the break, if you're the first family business that says, no, my family gets along perfectly, there's no issues, 
Yeah. Right. Either you got your head buried in your sand or you're just trying to put on a public image. Either way, it's going to fail miserably or blow up at some point. So you better get on it. Right. So what are the value of the family members? What plan of action is there to reward any and all value created in the business? You know, we always talk about an inheritance equal and fair. It's not the same thing. You want to treat your children equally, especially if there's two or more in the business. But is that always fair? Not always. No. You might have one that does more than the other. That's exactly right. So how, what is your plan of action? Not how. What is the plan of action to reward any and all value created in that business? That's extremely critical. And it should be a plan of action that they can carry forward into the second generation, third generation, and so forth. Um, give you a great example of this. We work with a small business it's three business partners and they hire their kids and they have their kids working in the business, but you know, they aren't related. So what they do is they say, okay, you take my son. You do the, what you need to do with my son. Okay. Yeah. So, and then if there's an issue, you deal with him directly, right? You don't come to me. It takes dad out of the picture, but they've all come to that level playing field of agreement that this is how a business would be ran. So we're going to run our business no different. But they've got that level mindset, right? So if you don't have that level mindset, then you got to ask yourself, why do I not have that level mindset? Why is it not okay for my children to have a plan of action that works that way? Is there something else we need to address? Hmm. Value, value, value. I cannot repeat this enough how important it is to address value. So most families don't put a value on these things, any of these things. And there's a lot of reasons, but it's basically because it's family. Everyone falls into their niche, okay, in that family business. Time moves on. Key conversations never take place, such as these. And the problem is you wake up one day and the whole business is in a false reality. Everything that you thought you were building really isn't there. No, it's not there. Go back to the story I told before the break about, you know, dad still taking income from the business, the two boys wanting to grow the business. You know, does dad really want to hamper them taking his legacy to the next level? No. I don't think so. But he's doing it, and they feel like they don't have another way. Nothing was ever talked about. So this false reality is created. So again, if there's no stated value, the only alternative at the end of the day is everybody has their own dang assumption. How great's that? We moving in the same direction off of that? Yes. Yeah. So we got one brother thinking this way, one brother thinking this way, dad's thinking this way. And another and, brother's running the ranch. Yeah, another brother's <laughs> Nobody's thinking the same way. How? I mean, everybody's got their own assumptions going on. So how do you move forward off of that? Communication. So, right. There's a, an incredible book. I'd highly recommend anyone read. Uh, Regeneration actually told us to read this as a team. It's called Five Dysfunctions of a Team. It's a short read, story form. If you have a family business, put it down. And every family member, every key employee, even if they're not a family member, needs to read that book because it is about creating that trustworthiness, creating the, the environment in which you can create value so that you can all be on the same page and all moving in the right direction. 
We're going to take a quick break. When we come back here on Life Planning 101, we're going to give you some more tools around the family business and how to transition that successfully. You're not going to want to miss. Final segment, Life Planning 101, right here on KTX KDY. Angela, great information about yes. family businesses. <laughs> if, yeah. you're not, if you have a family business and you're not thinking right now, you're asleep. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. You need to be thinking about this. This is such critical information. And, you know, I have a, a you know question to ask you, Terry. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot okay. here. So have you ever, you know, had this idea like to take Kay out for, you know, some long weekend and all these plans built up that you've kind of been thinking about for a few days in your mind? You, de- you hadn't talked to her about it yet. And then you go home at night, you sit down and you start talking about it. And she's like, she burst your bubble, says, well, that's not going to work. We got this, 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 and this. Has that ever happened? Yeah, sure. Okay, all right. happens to everybody. (laughs) It happens to everybody. That's what happens in a family business. Think about it. If we never create value, we create false assumptions. Everybody's going in different directions. They're doing this. They're each got their own plans building up, their own thoughts, their own future, their own goals. What's the business doing? just sort of sitting there wow yeah Yeah. have you ever thought about that by not having these critical conversations you're putting your entire business at risk this whole legacy generation one that you want to leave or maybe it's generation two now that you want to leave you're not leaving a legacy you're leaving a mess that you hope someone can clean up so, you know, I hear horror stories all the time in generation two. That's usually, usually when we end up coming into a situation, generation two is either working in the business or they're, they've taken over the business. And the reason why is there, it's like, it's like this family it was generation two that brought us in. Um, the story we told earlier about the father that's still taking income off the business, the two boys that are in the business. Well, their frustration level is like over their head. And they don't know how to address it. So whose fault is that, really? You could spread it around a little bit, actually, because there's like a communication. Yeah, but there's this thing in a company called Top Down. Yeah. Where did it start? At the top. At the top. G1. Generation 1. Okay. But G1 didn't want to address it because he didn't want to have the problems. No, that's exactly right. So I'm going to tell you, you're either going to address the problems or you're going to leave the problems. Which one do you want to do? And you may say, I'm going to let them work it out. Well, if you let them work it out, you might as well just say, okay, whatever happens to business. No Thanksgivings. Whatever happens to business happens to the business. Because if if it really is that that hard for you to work out, guess what? They're going to have that hard of a time. So, you know, it's not a blame game. It's about looking in the mirror. My dad always has a saying, progress starts by telling the truth. Who do you have to tell yourself. the truth to? You have to tell it to yourself first, right? Right. So, you know, if you think your kids just can't get along, there's probably a reason that they can't get along. And my guess is that value was never addressed in all these years. So what if we could just tear up that old lease? Rip it up. Old lease gone. Let's write a new lease. A lot of times that's what companies need. A lot of times when we come into this kind of situation, that's what we do. We say... All right, we're going to tear up the old lease. We're going to tear up the company as you know it. We're going to talk about trust. We're going to build on trust. We're going to make sure the trust is there. We're going to make sure that everybody feels comfortable saying what needs to be said, when it needs to be said. Once we've got that under wraps, then we're going to talk about 
the company. Let's talk about these core values. What are these core values that no matter what happens in time, these are going to stand the test of time. And we're going to name these. We're going to write these. We're going to preach these. These are going to be the company. If someone doesn't abide by these, and we need an action plan so that those culture issues can be addressed, right? Because right. what is a company without its culture? Not much. Nothing. Look at Enron. All right. <laughs> number three. <laughs> so number three, you know, once you've got that, that in place, vision. What's this company's vision? What's these big, hairy, audacious goals, as we call them, BHAGs? You know, what are these big things that we want to accomplish with the company? Let's put them down. Make sure everybody's headed in the right direction. What's the most critical thing that we need to be addressing right now towards getting towards that goal? And if it doesn't matter which department you're in, you're going to think your department is what's most important. But the whole point of having that out there on the table is so that we come to a common ground and every department can be focused on the exact same thing, headed in the exact same direction, working on nothing, nothing that even appears to be an assumption, working on what is, what the truth is, what the reality is. And then you build the organization around that. You build it around your kids. I promise you, if they're in your business and they're working in your business and you're proud of them and they're not getting along, I'm going to tell you, they each have unique abilities, things that are they are so great at, so great at. Sometimes they just need to let their wings fly and see what they can do at it. So build that business around your kids rather than the reverse, building it around you that's stepping out of the way. Right. Right. And that's what we see all too often is how do I, you know, get, what's the saying? Get my cake and cut. No, that's not my saying. See, I, I always mess this up. I know people love to listen to the show just to hear me mess up sayings. Um, have my cake and eat it, too. Have right. <laughs> you weren't even going to help me out there, Terry, were you? So these are such critical components. Yet no one goes through this process. They work on the logistics. Who's the owner? Who's in control? How do we minimize taxation? Those things are important. But what's important about them if you don't have all this other stuff? Right. Have a plan. Have a plan. Yeah. Right? So everyone, you said it, wants good Christmases and Thanksgivings. We can't promise that you're going to have them, even if you go through a process like this, even if you bring in a consultant like us to the table to do it. Right? But we can promise that you're going to have a much better chance of having them if you do do it. You know, so many, and not just busy, you can put this individual life, you're afraid to tackle the situation because what you're afraid might you might open up. That's right. But what you will accomplish by doing that in the long term is what you're leading to. I mean, that's that's the ultimate goal is to get to that. Okay, there might be some issues initially, but in the end, we're going to be better for it. Might be painful through the process, but it's growing pains. Yes. Look at it that way. Absolutely. Yes. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas, where we have the most beautiful fall weather going on. Uh, Yes. Uh, For all of you that aren't here, we hope your weather's just as good and you're enjoying these beautiful weeks and uh, God bless you keep you protected during these um, uncertain times in our nation. And let's pray for our nation. Let's pray for its future as we uh, we go through this election season. A lot of things going on. Yes. And uh, God bless all of you. And we hope to have you listen in next week right here on Life Planning 101. <laughs> 
Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101. Brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY. And again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.